Well, a very good morning and a warm welcome to St Paul's Online. My name's Adam, I'm one of the curates at St Paul's. This is Ellie, uh, my daughter, she's helping me this morning. I've had a bit of a change of scene, thought I'd stand in front of the obligatory bookcases uh, for our service today. Uh, you're very welcome with us wherever you're joining us from, whether you're part of St Paul's Church family or not. I was looking yesterday at the statistics and uh, last week we had people joining us from Singapore, from Kenya and from various states in America. So wherever you're with us from, you're very welcome indeed. Uh, I'm going to pray for us before we worship together. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much for the wonders of technology that we can join together in this way. We hold on to your promise that when we gather together in your name, you are with us. And we pray, Lord, that as we come before you to worship you, to look at your word and to pray, that you would draw near to us afresh this morning and help us to know your power and your presence in our lives. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Gethin, who's going to lead us in our song worship this morning. At your name, the mountains shake and crumble. At your name, the oceans roar and tumble. At your name, angels will bow, the earth will rejoice, your people cry out. Lord, Shout your name, shout your name Filling up the skies with endless praise, endless praise Yahweh, Yahweh We love to shout your name, oh Lord At your name Lord of all the 
Shout your name, shout your name, filling up the skies with endless praise, endless praise. Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, oh Lord. Lord of all the earth, we'll shout your name, shout your name, filling up the skies with and this praise and this praise Yahweh Yahweh we love to shout your name oh Lord Good morning. My name's Jan and it's great to be with you this morning. Today I'm going to be thinking about waiting. I wonder how good you are at waiting. Are you one of those people who's really patient when you have to wait a long time? Or perhaps you're somebody who gets rather impatient and maybe even a little bit grumpy when you have to wait for something. I'd like to show you a clip now from one of my favourite Christmas adverts and it shows a boy who's finding it really quite hard to wait for the big day. That boy had quite a long wait until Christmas when he could give that special present to his mum and dad. But I think we're all having to do quite a lot of waiting at the moment. Waiting for things that we're not able to do at the moment and that we miss. So you might be waiting until you can meet up with your friends again. Or waiting to go to the park or on some other sort of trip. Or even to go on holiday. And of course, we're all waiting until we can be back in church on Sunday mornings and worshipping together. And it can be hard to wait. I think we're all experiencing that at the moment. This week, 
we've had a special bank holiday for the 75th anniversary of VE Day, Victory in Europe Day. And you've probably seen some of the pictures and film clips on the television of people celebrating on that day. And they were celebrating because they knew that the war, the end of the war that they'd been waiting for for so long was nearly there. The war wasn't completely over because there were still soldiers in prisoner of war camps in Japan and it would be a few more months before they were released. But they knew that the end was in sight. And of course by then they'd already been waiting for nearly six years for the end of the war. Now I'm sure we won't have to wait quite so long before we can do those things that we're missing again. But we may have to wait for quite a bit longer yet. And it's hard to wait sometimes, isn't it? We've been thinking in the last few weeks about some of the times when Jesus met people after his resurrection. So we've seen how he met Thomas and how he met Peter and some of the other disciples. And today I'd like to read from the Bible about one of the last times that he met with his disciples. And this is what the Bible tells us. Jesus said to them, peace be with you. The disciples were fearful and terrified. They thought they were seeing a ghost. But Jesus said, why are you troubled? Why do you doubt what you see? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me. You can see that I have a living body. A ghost does not have a body like this. The followers were amazed and very happy. They still could not believe it. Jesus said to them, do you have any food here? They gave him a piece of cooked fish. And while the followers watched, Jesus took the fish and ate it. Then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He said to them, it is written that the Christ would be killed and rise from death on the third day. You saw these things happen. You are witnesses. You must tell people now to change their hearts and lives. If they do this, their sins will be forgiven. You must start at Jerusalem and preach these things in my name to all nations. Listen, my father has promised you something. I will send it to you but you must stay in Jerusalem until you have received that power from heaven. So Jesus gave his disciples a very important job to do. They were to tell people about him throughout the world and they were to explain to people how they could have their sins forgiven. But before they could do that very important job, Jesus told them, that they had to wait, to wait in Jerusalem for the gift, the special gift that his heavenly father had promised to send them. And that was the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was going to give them heavenly power for when they had to tell people about Jesus. So the disciples had to do quite a lot of waiting as well. 
a bit like us, at first they weren't sure how long they would have to wait. And I don't think they were exactly sure what they were waiting for, what this gift would look like. So I think they were probably quite scared as they were waiting because they weren't sure exactly what was going to happen next. In a few weeks time, we'll be hearing about what happened when that gift of the Holy Spirit came to the disciples on the day of Pentecost. And by then they'd been waiting for 40 days. And we'll hear that it was a gift that was well worth waiting for. So while we're waiting, one of the things we can be thankful for is that one thing we don't have to wait for is that gift of the Holy Spirit. Because ever since God the Father sent the Holy Spirit to those first disciples, that same Spirit has been available to everybody who follows Jesus. And it's an incredible gift. The Holy Spirit can comfort us when we feel frightened. He can help us to be braver when we feel weak. He can give us peace when we feel anxious and worried. It's an incredible gift and we don't have to wait for it. So can I invite you to pray with me now? Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you gave us the gift of your Holy Spirit to be with us while we're waiting. We pray that each of us will feel more of the power of the Holy Spirit today. May your spirit make us bold and brave to tell other people about you. And may your spirit whisper to us throughout our days words of comfort, love and peace. Amen. In Ephesians 3 verse 18 And Romans 8 verse 38 They talk about the love of Christ The Christ, how broad, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ? I am certain that nothing can separate us from his love. I am certain that nothing can separate us from this love. How broad, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ? How broad, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ? I am certain that nothing can separate us from His love. I am certain that nothing can separate us from His love. How broad, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ? How broad, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. I am certain that nothing can separate us from His love. I am certain that nothing 
I can't separate us from this love. How good, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ? How good, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ? Well, thank you so much to our youth team there for our actions. And in a moment, I'm going to hand over to Katie for our all-age prayers. Uh, but before then, we're going to just hear from two members of our church family. Firstly, from Katrina Bush, one of our reception teachers at St Paul's School. And then from Pete Wallace, who's one of the secondary school teachers locally. Uh, just some, on some of the things that they're seeing at the moment, and particularly some of the things they would like us to be praying for. So let's watch those videos together. Hello, in case you don't know me, I'm Katrina Bush and I'm a reception teacher at St Paul's School. During lockdown, I, along with many other teachers, have had to get to grips with teaching children without actually seeing them. This has been really hard because one of the things that teachers really value is the relationships they have with individual children. I've made videos of myself teaching and I've uploaded them onto the school website. We've put various activities on for children to complete. Some of the educational companies have been great as they've allowed parents to use online resources for free. So we've made parents aware of those. Um, parents have been able to email us via the school office and it's been great to hear how families are getting on. Like many teachers, I'm also on a rotor to be in school. Since Paul's school has been open every weekday, including Easter bank holidays for children of key workers. And we're also running our breakfast club and after school provision. On a daily basis, we have between eight and 12 children in, ranging in age from reception to year six. We've been making use of the lovely weather and spending lots of time in our excellent school grounds. We've also continued to hold some collective worship sessions for children. Um, last week, we watched the National Oak Academy collective worship with Justin Welby. And this week, two of our year sixes um, led collective worship for the other children. There's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. Our safeguarding leads have been regularly phoning and supporting parents of vulnerable children and parents of children with educational healthcare plans. We've also been finding ways to support families who don't have internet access. As a school, we made the decision to provide food vouchers for families whose children would normally receive free school meals. And they were able to use these as soon as lockdown started and they filled the gap until the government voucher scheme started up. So things that you could pray for, please pray for all the children at St Paul's School, um, but particularly pray for those who are finding this really difficult because school is their safe place. Pray for wisdom for the government and the scientists as they make decisions going forward. Pray that when an announcement is made about schools opening up to more pupils, it is really clear how this will work. And then finally pray for teachers and governing bodies as they work out what they will have to put in place to enable more children to come back into school safely. Hi, my name's Pete Wallace. I'm a secondary school teacher and welcome to my classroom. Um, we've been yeah, teaching for what we've got, five weeks now, um, with Easter in the middle um, as well. Um, teaching online is obviously absolutely nothing like uh, the real thing in the classroom. We're, um, we're really missing the interaction with our students. We are setting work. Um, different, different schools will have different platforms onto which they are they're setting um, work and asking on the whole for work to just be completed rather than work being um, sent in. Um, 
Um, in terms of school or going into school, um, most teachers are going in but only maybe once a week or once every two weeks to go and do um, a shift. We've got um, uh, a small number of um, key worker children and vulnerable um, children um, in um, at the moment, um, some full-time, some um, just on certain days of the weeks depending upon parent shift patterns. Um, in terms of uh, prayer needs, um, I think this, the, really, the really big one is for the young people to still feel um, connected to their school community. Um, lots of feedback that we're getting is that they feel um, very alone at home because they're, just, they're not in contact um, with the, the friends and the staff that they would be um, every single day. Those relationships that they build up at school, um, especially with, um, with the adults and with their form tutors and their teachers and that kind of thing, just, um, just aren't the same through email. Um, another prayer point would be for routine. Um, you know, it's something that we can all relate to at the moment, but school is such a very well-ordered uh, and timetabled um, place that actually without that, um, we're finding lots of our young people and uh, staff in particular are, are missing that. So um, that would be a good point to pray for. Um, and also with all the things in the news now about when we come out of lockdown, um, that uh, that yeah that actually there wouldn't be a rush back to school obviously education is hugely important but our um our, our health and our safety um is way more important um at the moment so um we would just like our our young people their families um and our staff and our families um to know that we would feel safe and confident to go back um to our to our schools to go back to the place where we spend um lots of our time so yeah i think that's uh, everything from me Hello, my name is Katie. I'm the Children's Minister at St Paul's and it is a privilege to be able to pray with you this morning. I'm going to start with some words from a prayer written by the Church of England, especially for today. Lord God, our Father, we pledge ourselves to serve you and all humankind in the cause of peace, for the relief of want and suffering and for the praise of your name. Guide us by your spirit. Give us wisdom. Give us courage. Give us hope. And keep us faithful now and always. Amen. I thought today we would use the armour of God to help frame our prayers. And the first item in our armour is the belt of truth. It's not always easy to tell the truth. And sometimes we don't and we make mistakes. I'd like you to have a think now of something that you've done that you need to say sorry for. Or maybe there's someone that you need to forgive who you're finding it hard to forgive. Take a moment to think of them now. Father, we know that we all fall short of your glory. We know that sometimes we make mistakes or the wrong choices. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to forgive each other. We are sorry for those times when we don't do what you want us to do. Thank you that you forgive us. And help that forgiveness to flow through us to other people. Amen. The next item is the breastplate of righteousness. 
That's a bit of a weird word, and it sort of means doing the right thing, making the right decisions, doing what God wants us to do. And I thought we'd use that to pray for governments around the world. So, Lord, we pray for those in power in various countries around the world. We pray for those in governments of places still torn apart by war, places like Yemen, Syria, Somalia, Afghanistan, and all those places that don't make the news, but who don't have your peace. We pray that the governments there would make the right decisions to protect their people and to let your peace and your love spread through the world. And Lord, we pray too for those governments who are working out how to safely bring their people out of lockdown. Give them wisdom, Lord, to know what is the right thing to do. Amen. Uh, the next item is that our feet are going to be prepared with the gospel of peace. And we're going to pray for those who are on mission all over the world. If there's a specific prayer, uh, mission partner that you would like to pray for, you might like to do that now. But I'm going to pray a more general prayer. So Father, we thank you so much for those people who dedicate their lives to spreading your gospel of peace. Give them energy, Lord, that they will keep doing this and give them creativity to know how to do this in these strange and uncertain times when they can't travel freely. And Lord, I pray for us as well that we would be prepared to share your gospel of peace to all those around us, to our neighbours, our friends and our family. Amen. The next item is the shield of faith. I love the idea that having our faith gives us some protection. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the gift of faith. We pray for all your believers across the world, that they would keep believing, that you would strengthen them and encourage them. And Lord, we pray particularly for those who do not share our faith. We pray that you would move powerfully in their lives, that you would surround them with people to share your gospel so that they too may come to know and love you and be protected by their faith. Amen. The next item is the helmet of salvation. It's the idea that God has saved us. And I thought we would use this to pray for those who are trying to save us and trying to protect us every single day. So, Father, we lift those people up to you, the people that protect us and work for our good in ways that we may not even know. We pray for people in the armed forces, both past and present, and we thank you for their sacrifices. Sometimes they sacrifice their lives, but other times they're sacrificing time with their families and their children to look after our families and our children. We pray too, Lord, for those in the NHS and our police forces and our fire services and all those other jobs that work every single day to look after us and protect us. Give them energy, Lord, to wake each day afresh, ready to help other people. Amen. And the last one is the word of God, which is the sword from the spirit. 
and we're going to use this to pray for our teachers and teaching assistants and nursery workers. We've heard from Katrina and Pete and we're going to pray into some of their points now. So Father, we thank you for all teachers, teaching assistants and nursery workers who are going in each day without protection to provide care for our children. We pray, Lord, for their safety. Thank you too for all of those teachers and teaching assistants and nursery workers who are at home and who are providing um, activities and work to do for the children and maybe even teaching via the internet from their homes. Give them creativity and energy and hope, Lord. We pray that the young people they are working with would not feel isolated, but they would know that they still have a safe space and safe adults that they can talk to. We pray that their relationship with their teachers would blossom and flourish and would not diminish in this time. Lord, we pray for all the parents who are carrying out school activities at home. Give them energy too, Lord, and wisdom and courage each day. We pray for governing bodies and teachers as they work out how to return safely. And we pray for the safety and protection of all our children and all the people who look after them. Amen. We are going to finish our time of prayer with the Lord's Prayer. And we are going to say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I dare not trust the sweetest phrase, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong. The Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on him. Unchanging grace 
Righteousness alone Faultless stand before the throne When he shall come with trumpet sound Oh may I then in him be found Dressed in his righteousness alone, Father, stand before the throne. Christ alone, a cornerstone, a weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is alone, alone of all. Christ, the cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm. Take us back to the place we began. The simple pursuit, nothing but you, the innocence of. 
Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you to Gethin for leading our music so well this morning. Indeed, I want to say thank you to all our musicians and everybody behind the scenes who's contributed to our online services. And thank you to you as the whole church for your encouragement and appreciation. Uh, really grateful to have all the thanks and comments you've been sending in. 
Thank you too for all the praying, for the loving, for the serving, for the caring that you are doing uh, for the church family and well beyond to those in need in our community. Thank you for all you've given, both regular giving to the church, but also the extra giving to our hardship fund, which is so needed now and will be needed even more in the months that lie ahead. And thank you to those two who've given to our appeal for our mission partners, uh, Christians in persecuted lands who are losing their livelihoods and missing out on the handouts that there are just by being persecuted for their faith. Uh, if you want to give to that, please give through the usual channels and label it COVID-19. Uh, thank you to everybody who has given. We are obviously eagerly awaiting what our Prime Minister is going to say to us later today about how we might begin to emerge from lockdown, what that will mean for us individually, what that will mean for us as a church. I want to invite you to join me this evening at half past seven for another church prayer meeting on Zoom. We tried this two weeks ago, it went very well. We divide people up into groups of four to pray together, chance to see some old friends and maybe meet a new one or two. That's half past seven tonight and the link is on Jan's Friday email that she sent out then. Uh, then tomorrow evening on Monday we have a PCC meeting and after that on Tuesday I'll speak to the church about what we think it means for us. But now as we come to look at the Bible again, let's pray that God will speak to us here and now. We praise you, Lord Jesus, that your love never ends, that you are good. And as we sang in the song a few moments ago, we pray that you would take us back uh, to that first love for you, to Jesus as our Lord, to living in a way that trusts you and knows your peace and joy. We pray it for us individually and for us as a church. Speak now, we pray, through your word to us and give us grace to put it into practice. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been for the last few weeks looking at Jesus meeting disciples after the resurrection. Uh, Jan had us looking earlier at something from the end of Luke's Gospel. I want to turn us to the Great Commission at the end of Matthew's Gospel. Uh, these famous words of Jesus, uh, the last four or five verses in Matthew, Matthew 28, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 16. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Uh, the first thing that strikes me from this is that Jesus has all authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. He, has, he is God the Son from all eternity. Uh, he came to this earth, he died on the cross for our sins, he rose again and is ascended on high. And God has put all things under his feet. He is the Lord and his word goes, he's my Lord, if you're a Christian, he's your Lord. And if you're weighing this up, uh, the very best way to live is with Jesus as your Lord. And Jesus has given us, as his people, a job to do. Uh, this is called the Great Commission. 
a commandment from Jesus to his followers. Uh, it's not the great suggestion. You would think, by the way, some churches in the West have lived this out over the last generation or two, that Jesus said something more like this. Some authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, a few of you might like to go and make converts of a few nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, uh, and teaching them to pay lip service to some of the things I told you about. And perhaps I'll be with a few of you some of the time. But Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Uh, therefore, go and make disciples, apprentices to Jesus, followers of Jesus, from all peoples and teach them to obey all the things he commanded. And he will be with us always to the very end of the age. If I can use an illustration uh, from the Second World War, we've just celebrated the 75th anniversary of VE Day. And I thank God for the way he uh, helped Churchill and the Allies to defeat Hitler and the Nazis and the tyranny in Europe was defeated and for the peace we have enjoyed since then, 75 years. Now for many months at the end of the war it had been, come, been clear that the Allies were winning. As historians look back they see that the decisive moment in Europe was D-Day on the 6th of June 1944, nearly a year before VE Day. But there were still 11 months of fighting, of battles, of danger, of taking ground until the Nazis were defeated. Uh, and then there was the joy of VE Day and we've seen many of those scenes on our television screens over the weekend. Now in a cosmic sense we live between D-Day and VE Day. Uh, D-Day in the whole world history was when Jesus died on the cross and rose again. That's when the decisive battle was won. Sin was paid for, death was defeated, Jesus was risen. Uh, but the final victory doesn't come until Jesus comes again on that great day when he will make all things new. And in between his cross and resurrection and when he comes again, it's a bit like being between D-Day and VE Day there is still, still a spiritual battle waging. There's still much ground to be won. At this stage, in these difficult days of the coronavirus lockdown, the task is still the same, to make disciples for the Lord Jesus. But we're having to go about it in different ways. We can't meet together centrally as we're used to, and it may be a while before we can do that again. We're waiting to see. But for those who are Christians, we can encourage each other to grow as disciples of Jesus. I'm so grateful for all the materials that Katie Trainer is putting out for our children to use, for all the work that Kate and Lizzie are doing with our teenagers and young people, uh, for our students meeting together by Zoom, for all the small groups and prayer triplets and formations, for all the phoning people up and running errands that is going on. Uh, do keep phoning each other up. Uh, whenever you get a nudge from the Lord when you wonder how someone is, phone them up or drop them a line or an email. Encourage each other to lift our eyes to Jesus and to keep following him as our disciples, as disciples of his. But how do we point people in our wider community to Jesus in these days? The first thing, as always, is to pray. Can I encourage you to keep on praying for your family, for friends, for neighbours, for work colleagues, for others that you know and love. 
pray that God will reveal his love to them and bless them in these difficult days. When someone shares something difficult with you, can I encourage you to say, may I pray for you? It seems that people are more open to prayer in these days than they've been for a long time. And offering to pray for someone is a powerful act of love. Uh, you may even get a chance to say, may I pray for you now and to offer to pray for people. We obviously want to share something of the good news of Jesus, but the first thing to do before we speak is to love people and serve them in any way we can, by shopping, by phoning, by listening to their questions. And so many people are so anxious and have so many questions. Issues of life and death are uppermost in people's mind. What really matters? We know it's relationships, not material things. And in these days where we haven't been able to see our loved ones and friends, uh, we're longing to be able to do that, for things to be opened up. It's relationships that matter. And every day on the news there are statistics of how many people have died, each one representing a family grieving. But matters of life and death are to the fore in our nation. And it reminds us that all of us one day will die. And deep down everybody knows that we need to live in the light of that. People are concerned for the future. We need to listen. But there does come a point where people ask us about our Christian faith. In 1 Peter 3.15, uh, Peter in his old age says, Live with Jesus as Lord, but always be ready to give an answer when you are asked about the hope that you have. And I fully expect that many of you will be asked from time to time, why are you a Christian? What difference does God make in these days? And then gently, please just point people to the difference that Jesus makes. Pointing people to Jesus is the best thing we can do. And I have one particular suggestion for us as a church in this area. You may have seen over the last week since it was released last Sunday at midday, uh, the song The Blessing. It's a song that was written by some people in America, but there's been a UK version put together to sing this blessing over our nation. Tim Hughes has gathered 65 different worship leaders from different churches and networks of churches, uh, traditional and modern, contemporary, black and white, older and younger. Uh, many of you will have seen this. If you haven't seen it yet, we're going to play it at the end of the service. It puts the ancient blessing of God's people to song. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. And the song goes on that God is for you and praying blessing on you and your children and your families. Uh, you can easily find the song on YouTube afterwards. My suggestion is this. I want to encourage you to share this widely through your Facebook or through WhatsApp groups. You may have got WhatsApp groups in your streets uh, or neighbourhoods or with friends. Uh, as you listen to it, I think most people I've talked to who've heard this have found it profoundly moving. It moved me to tears uh, hearing this song, both for me and for our nation, the wonderful unity of God's people across churches singing it together. And I think that where anybody has even the glimmerings of a heart towards God, uh, this would be a powerful pointer in the right direction. People need to know that God is for them, 
if you are not yet a Christian. God loves you and is for you. The most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16, says that God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God loves you and is for you. And people need to know that God is within reach of them. When Jesus started preaching uh, in the start of his public ministry, uh, we read this, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus said, The time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Or you could translate it, the kingdom of God is within reach. God's kingly rule is within reach of everybody. I sometimes illustrate it like this. Many people have their backs turned to God. Uh, God's there, they just can't see him, they're looking the wrong way. But if they turn round, they discover that God is within reach of them. And my prayer, and I'm sure your prayer for our whole nation, is that God turns us round towards him uh, to receive the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the hope, the joy, the peace that only he brings so please do pray for those you know and share this song, The Blessing, as widely as you are comfortable to do, maybe even slightly wider than that as well. Uh, people need to know that God is for them. I need to know that. You need to know that. God is for us. And this is the last thing from the Great Commission as I close. Jesus says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew starts his gospel by saying that Jesus is Emmanuel in one of the readings we hear at Christmas. It means God is with us. He finishes his gospel by saying, surely I am with you always. Uh, he's bookended his gospel with this great truth that God is for us and is with us. I'm going to lead in a prayer that God would give us grace to look up to him, to lift our eyes above all the difficulty of the situation we're facing, all the different pressures you face. For those in work, uh, so much extra pressure. For those locked down, perhaps with young children trying to homeschool them as well as do your jobs, uh, so much pressure. For those feeling isolated, so wearing. Let's lift our eyes to the God who is for us and pray that he gives us grace to follow him. Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you that you are risen from the dead and sitting at the right hand of the Father, even praying for us now. We thank you for the good news that sins are forgiven and death is defeated. Give us grace as your people uh, to know those truths more deeply, to lift our eyes to you above all the difficulties we face. And we pray for our nation at this time, that you will pour your spirit on our nation and lead people towards you in prayer, asking if you're real. Reveal your love to people, we pray. And we ask that you would use this song that's been produced just last week, uh, a song of blessing over the nation, that you would use this to turn many people to you. We thank you that you are for us that you love us, that you've promised to be with us always. And we pray for grace to live in the light of that, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now we're going to sing uh, 
uh, last song together as Gethin leads us in a song that focuses on Jesus and we choose to build our life on him together. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you Holy, there is no one like you there is none besides you Open up my eyes in wonder And show me who you are And fill me with your heart And lead me in your love To those around me song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus the name above every other name Jesus, the only one you could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you Holy, there is no one like you There is none besides you Open up my eyes in wonder And show me who you are And fill me with your heart And lead me in your love To those around me Trust in you alone. 
you again to Gethin for leading us in our sung worship this week and in a moment we'll end our service by watching that blessings video that Jonathan talked about in his talk. Before then I'm going to use those words as our own blessing, a spoken blessing over us uh, for this week. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and may the Lord give you his peace and the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Do remember to join us this evening if you're able at 7.30 on Zoom for our prayer gathering. And until then, abide in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.
Manna rain down from heaven. This isn't second guessing. We know that we are protected. May the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message. Grace and favors in your nature, in your essence. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family and your children and the children and the children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children 